Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, my man, how, how are, are you? you? Good. It's good to see you. Yeah, toxic and problematic. That's what this is. This is a little podcast we do when we feel like it, and yep. uh, we talk about different things. Who knows what we're going to talk about? Sometimes we have stuff planned, sometimes we don't. This week, we have something planned. Yeah. We have an old friend. So let's do it. Who's calling into the show, and I think he actually just called into the show. It's perfect timing. Aaron from AWOL is on the phone. You ready to talk to him? Mm-hmm. Hello, Aaron. Are you there? Yes. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? Excellent. Hey, man, uh, it's Laszlo and Slim. We've been friends for a long time. I appreciate you doing this and uh, coming on the podcast. I'm sure there's like 72 million other fucking things you could be doing right now with your time. To be honest with you, there's really only one other thing I could be doing right now. Is that sleeping? <laughs> no, not sleeping. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, uh, I'm an early riser. I try to stay up on, at a reasonable hour while on the road because the truth is once I get home, it's, it, I'm gonna have to get up early anyway, so I, I want to keep it keep it real here. That's a genetic mm. thing, right? Like, I mean, it, it, do you go to bed at a decent time too? You have to if you're getting up early. Or is it um, like this? Is like you, you're putting this on you? Like you're, I'm, you're like, hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make myself do this. It depends on when I go to bed. I'd like to get eight hours, mm-hmm. you know, at least. But <clears throat> so I went to bed at you know whatever midnight last night because I we had a we had a day off. Um, so I'm thinking what, there's nothing more to do here. I, I, I caught, I caught up on, um, Ahsoka and <laughs> it, it was time to go to sleep. And that was awesome. I, I, I thought that show was going to be, I just couldn't tell. They've disappointed me a lot. I thought Obi-Wan sucked. Man. Um, and don't, don't, sp- don't spoil it for me. I, I, I'm I, not, I, I'm, I, not. I, I'm just saying that this show's excellent. I loved Andor as well, you know, so Andor, I, like I to, think you know, is the I, best. I, is I'm a hater, you know, when it comes to Star Wars, because obviously growing up in the 80s, you know, it's it's hard to I feel a lot of ways about this whole new, you know, thing that, that it, you know, episodes um, seven, eight and nine were fun because they were done pretty well. They, they look good. The story's totally questionable, but. Um, uh, I can't stop watching Star Wars. It's like I keep I keep saying Thank I'm gonna. Thank God you said that because I'm over here like, what the fuck are these two guys talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, don't worry, I got <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, sorry, sorry. And Aaron, I just assume people think the way I think. <laughs> and Aaron, you and I are about the same age, so I'm curious because I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan. But like Lazo will say this about comic books. He says, you know, I got to be careful to say I'm a comic book fan because then actual comic book fans will get in my ass about you don't know these details. That's how I feel about Star Wars. I love it. When they brought the franchise back uh, with Force Awakens, it was like a big deal. I bought my tickets a year early, did the whole thing. But I'm not I'm not super conspicuous with my love for it because I know that there are people who are just going to crush me with their Star Wars knowledge. But the thing that I really miss out on, I think is because of my age, is the prequel knowledge. So when they start doing the stuff that has to do with character... Now, I've tried to catch up. I've tried to remind myself and learn 
a lot about these characters, but the prequel stuff was just stuff that for the longest time I ignored. Understood. Yeah. And I would hear, you know, growing a long time ago, I would just hear these stories from other kids around me who had read some of the comic books and, and read some of the, you know, the literature on it. And so they would inform me like, Oh, actually Vader's name was Anakin and so forth and so on. I'm like, Oh wow. That's, that's incredibly deep. But I, I I'm with you. Yeah. I w- it was hard enough um, as a, as a young kid to stay focused let alone understand, oh, there's a story before this? What? Right. <laughs> okay. And just being so in that, love with those but movies, because I wasn't. Like on a business level, you know, so if you, for any, any, any writers out there, what a great idea. You know, if you put your, if you put a story in the middle of everything, you can go after and you can go before. Right. You can and do you, anything. And it You're doesn't matter. God at that point. And you can, you don't know if it's going to work or not. So if it, if it, if it doesn't really work, then for whatever reason, that movie was called episode four, you know, and no one thinks too much about yeah, it or yeah. even if it worked out okay, but just not enough that they decided to do the prequels 20 years later, like, well, they made three of them. They were called four five, six. I don't know why. Cause I guess it took place and you can write a book or whatever, but if it's a hit, then you go, yeah. And now we're going to do everything before it. Right. Oh, and remember when we did everything before it, we're going to do everything in between that and before the other stuff. And now we're going to do stuff before the other stuff. And there's so many different rabbit holes that they can go down. I mean, at least for me, of the new movies, Rogue One, and saying, you know, they did these kind of off movies where we're going to we're gonna do the trilogy and then we'll do the one-off movies. And I really like those. People bitched about them. But as far as the series goes, I love it gets, those. I, 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 I love, I love those. I thought, I thought Rogue One was excellent. Me too. I and like so- I did Solo too. a lot. I like Solo a like lot. Under- unappreciated, I thought. I agree. Solo was cool. I totally agree. And then agree. you get to see Darth Maul. It's like... Darth Maul's the sickest character po- yes. possibly ever, and we never get to see him. Right. He's, you know, like, bring that guy back. Like, I know he's got spider legs or whatever, you know. <laughs> Let's do this. So what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's, uh, I, I like it, but I, do this, I just wait until all the episodes of the new series, whatever that might be, are out, and then I binge it. I started that with Andor, sure. and, man, Andor was so fucking good. I was like, okay, now we're hey. back to a new level. Lazlo's eyes yes. are completely glazed over now, no so idea. we can move on. But, yeah, just uh, we got some time Sorry, to talk Lazo. One, Wars, one yeah. last thing, Lazlo. Hey, no, 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 you guys, please go ahead. I'm fascinated by it in a sense that of how much people love it uh, because there's stuff that I love, and I talk to these guys about, and they're like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you know, if you line up uh, in foul territory on third base, uh, that's a bulk. <laughs> right. And they're like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, no one cares. Well, I so know that, I thought- too. I, you know, I'm multifaceted <laughs> yeah. here. You know, right, well, there you go. But, yeah. No, but Andor, Andor was amazing. It was like Blade Runner. You know what I mean? It, yes. was, a, it, was, de- it was deeper. And then I'll just tell you, this, this new show is excellent. Really? Excellent. And I, okay. was like, I was like, how could this be that good? I'm, I'm, Obi-Wan, again, like, was, was, was like written for by a high schooler or something. I don't know. I hated it. I yeah. couldn't, you know, I should love it. I, I, I'm one of the greatest characters of all time, but I thought it was like a C minus, but, but, but this, this shit is amazing. I think the Obi-Wan problem was, is that, and I, I, I didn't hate it. I'll be honest. I did kind of like it. Maybe just because I give it so much slack. Those fight scenes were so weak. You uh, okay. Know, like, that oh, stuff oh, wasn't so great. You, you could, you, Vader could just light him on fire and he didn't. What? What is this? Okay. I guess I, that's cool. I get it. It's not great. I love you and McGregor. And I, I tried to give it some slack because I'm like, all right, the, the prequels are not my thing. I've got a buddy, Hartzell, who is super into Star Wars, and luckily he can get me interested in that shit that I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't know about these fucking prequels. Why do I need another story about Obi-Wan with Ewan McGregor? And then he can get me excited about it. So that's that. I think that helps. But yeah, I haven't really hated any of it yet, like a lot of these people have. Uh, okay, one last thing. I just want to know, of all the movies, the new movies they made, what's your least favorite? Of all the new ones? Yeah, all the new movies. Uh, are we talking about you know the the Star Wars movies? Are we talking about the the um, 
you could include Rogue, you could include Rogue One and okay. Solo, but I know you won't because you just told me you liked them. So I'm guessing that neither um, of those would be your least favorite. Rogue One was amazing. Uh, my least favorite, uh, because I, I mean, once you get into I don't know episodes, it's pretty difficult. That's a difficult question because. I kind of liked them all. Okay, good. What they were. I like know? that. I like that. You're like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to complain about it. I like it. I like what Disney's done yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm just like happy it. to see it. I'm happy to see That's it. That's kind of how I feel. You know, my wife is much younger than me. I'm like, you're so spoiled. We used to have to wait. You know, there'd be rumors that they were going to reboot this thing, you know? And then I remember seeing episode one. I got incredibly high to go see it. I was like, just had started smoking weed. I was like 22 years old or something. Well, I don't remember what age I was. I mean, I could have been. I was in my mid twenties and I went and saw it. And I remember like the, the buzz wearing off halfway through and going like, this sucks. yeah, God. it's like the Jar Jar <laughs> stuff. Like, now, is this really happening? But now they've aged pretty well. And I just love all things Star Wars. So I can, I can sit back and enjoy the pod races, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should give that a shot. I remember paying money to watch a trailer for episode one, like to pay, to early right. watch a trailer. That, that's how crazy yeah. the, the excitement that's was how at the time. It was. Yeah. So, all right, I'm sure this um, anyways, stuff to talk about. How's it going, man? Yeah, what's up with you, Lazo? Good. I'm curious, how long have you been on the road now, this time? Not very long. Um, I'm not certain, but I would say like maybe 10 days. It sounds about right. When did it change for you, just out of curiosity, when did it change for you when you're like, you know what? I'm going to watch this show and then go to bed at midnight. It couldn't right. have always been like that, was it? Um. Well, we're, it, it depends on the kind of tour and it depends on the kind of show you're doing, you know? So let's say if, if you're doing a festival and you play at a reasonable hour in the afternoon, you know, or even l later, like seven, you, you know, you, you have a chance to have a regular life and have, you know, dinner at a nice time, right. for example. Um, you know, eating, eating a full meal at midnight or one in the morning is, is, um, it's for the youth, right. <laughs> you know? Right. And so like, it doesn't really work that way, but I don't know. I think, I think, um, have you always been kind of mature on the road because I don't think I could handle it. And you've been doing this for a long time and it sounds like either you've become grounded or, you know, you've always been kind of grounded and had an idea of how this was going to work and how you're going to handle it. Cause there's no way I could have had your success early on and, and kept it together. No way. I wasn't even doing well, anything. I couldn't keep it together. <laughs> yeah well look you know we we all we all um mature somewhat you know to a certain degree but yeah when i when i was younger and i was chasing it chasing the dragon as they say mm -hmm. um i think that I, I think that i would find especially when i was unsuccessful in other bands um i think i would find i would i would i would want to you know maybe drink a bunch or whatever uh, sort of to catch that that euphoric buzz um, to to after playing music. So you know you play music, and that's music is the gift. Music is is the best thing that I know of. You know, besides maybe surfing or or the love for your family, of course that that all comes first. But um, music is this incredible high. So. What happens is, and this is an age-old story, is after you come down from that show, you want more. I mean, we've all been had a nice buzz drinking, and in that moment, you're just thinking, "Well, I need to keep drinking to maintain this this feeling," and then it gets then it then it backfires. 
Right. So it's the same thing with music and touring, you know. And at a certain point, I realized, okay, after this show, nothing's going to be better than that was, or this music or this connection with these people. Um, so, you know, let it go. You know, like, let let the moment pass. You know, I mean, you, you see a good movie. We were talking about movies earlier. Um, and, you know, when the movie's over, you're not going to just watch it again right away. You can, but it's not going to have the same right, feeling. Right. Maybe you'll learn something new about it or, or whatever. So, you know, it's like too much of a good thing or a meal. A donut is amazing, but if you eat 50 donuts, you're not, you're not sitting in, in, the, in the most healthy position. <laughs> so when, earlier, probably because of um, the lack of success or after playing a show in front of one person or just the bartender, I probably needed to drink a little bit more, thought I did. Uh, to, to kind of chase some sort of buzz um, after after the letdown of that, right? right? Where now it's a little bit different. I'm obviously older. Um, been doing it long enough, and it's it's you know I'm I'd like to hope that I'm more than just the AWOL Nation guy, you know, and I have a whole separate entity. And you know, ever since uh, you know the last three years, put a big pause on touring, obviously, and all that stuff. Um, it was kind of nice for me to, to remember that. Um, and I, and I feel looking back that it was some sort of a indirect blessing to have that time at home and, and be able to relax and, and, and take a look at the landscaping of, do I even really want to do this anymore? Do I want to go play? Do I want that pressure? And I do, um, I do feel a responsibility to this family we've created, you know, of, of people who pay attention to my music and, and all that, but I think there's a nice balance, and I'd, I'd like to hope that I've hit that now. What stages in your career do you feel that, or do you question that, where you go, do I keep, or do I want to keep doing this? You've been doing music, like you said, for years and years. Uh, you know, has that happened multiple times, or is that just a normal thing for any artist to feel like, do I want to keep doing this? I mean, you're you're extremely successful, so part of me just assumes sitting on the sidelines that someone like you goes, oh, this is great. Why would I want to quit doing well, this? I love it. Yeah. Um, I think that this is this is an interesting this is an interesting subject or question and we and you guys may have different opinions about this but can you really list a band a good band or a good artist whose sixth album is good Yeah there's a few of them well, you know there are a few of them I I've, I've had this conversation with people before and it could but then you start getting to this people will immediately argue with you and say no you're being defensive of that band or you're just a super but fan you or love that band. But right? I'm like I genuinely believe like uh, here's a band Interpol. I love the band Interpol. I genuinely every time they put it on I'm like god damn these guys it's just as good sometimes I think even better than the stuff. Certainly everyone talks about their greatest albums were the first two albums. I'm like no they just kept getting better in my right. opinion. So I do and that's just one band but I I do think there are bands like that and sometimes I just think there are people and I think maybe part of this is what you're talking about, Aaron, but I don't want to speak for you. But there is this, when a band puts out an album, sometimes it can feel a little sad. You're like, oh, they're still trying. They're still putting out stuff, you know? And you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, might, it might not be terrible, but uh, they're, they're still doing that. And then for whatever reason, with some bands, they manage to, to pull that off. I don't know if it's because the music is good enough or it's because they age well into their style or whatever that is. But it, for some bands it do it, also some runs don't. into, and look, it was somebody with no talent whatsoever... I always think maybe those later albums are where they're like, hey, we've kind of got this figured yeah, out. exactly. So let's just experiment and try something else. If nobody likes it, who gives a fuck? They get like, so let's just it. do it for us, which is well, completely cool. different yeah, than, you know, than making those first records, right? 
They're like, yeah, people got to like this shit. Yeah. That's a good position to be in. But I would say for a band like Interpol, they're, they're just, it's, it's solid work, right? So you know what you're getting and it's, it, you know, I like Interpol a lot. Um, they're probably not creating a lot of new fans, I guess, with right. the sixth album. That's right. the thing with I, and, any and of these I bands. And I've dabbled in their newer albums, too, and I like them, too. And you just put them on, I'm like, great, that's Interpol. And that's, that's one way to go, and that's, that's amazing, too. But I guess I'm very um, – I try to be honest. And, and so this, this next album that I'm finishing up that will come out next year um, – I, I love the romantic idea of it being the last album, right? I love the pressure of that and, and the sadness of it. It's like Tarantino <laughs> saying it's his last movie. And, and he said that when he started, well, I'm only going to do this many movies. And now he's to it. And there is, he talks about that, right. the pressure the and the sadness. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then, you know, and, and I look at the, the landscape of alternative music, rock and roll, you know, heavier let's call it metal or heavy rock or hardcore and stuff. And there's just a lot going on right now. And it's an exciting time because people are trying to figure out, you know, like, it, is there going to be another Nirvana one day? It's, it's hard to imagine, right? I think, Lazo, like, I think Lazo kind of believes. Don't you believe, Lazo, that there'll be something like that? I do, in the sense that I just believe no matter what happens... And where we are in society, there's a kid somewhere in a basement somewhere who's creative and pissed and has an idea and is figuring out what that is. And it may take longer than we think, but I, 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 you've never really been let down by that before, right? There's a kid in his basement with a guitar who's fucking dangerous right now. We just don't know him. Or her, yeah. Right, but but you said it best, like, it, it's a guitar, right? So we, we are so accustomed to guitars being incredible, whether it was Tom Morello, right. Jack White, um, uh, Matt Bellamy from Muse, like these guys who have been incredibly, and girls who have been incredibly innovative with their guitar playing. Um, my point is, music's in a kind of interesting spot right now where everything is everywhere, you know, and you have access to anything at all times. Yeah, um, right. And so, so I can, you know, just simply, maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe we just figured this out. Maybe it goes back to simplicity, you know, maybe because there's so much shine, there's so many shiny deterrents and, and um, seductresses uh, of, of pop culture at all times that maybe we're about to hit, you know, a simplicity of a, of a guitar and a vocal kind of thing. And, you know, that, that'd be cool too, but it just seems like technologically, and I don't even want to talk about AI. Can we just not talk about AI? Sure. Please, That's please, fine please. With us. Okay, cool. But it seems like we're, <laughs> we're at a point where everything's just so open, you know, having electronic music infused with rock. That's one thing, right. Or, you know, rap with metal which was new metal before or whatever it is it just doesn't seem like there's an option for a combination that hasn't happened yet you know right, no, i mean right. maybe there is and i'm not figuring and it's like silence i don't know maybe it's silence with a whisper over i don't know you know like what what more can we do and i guess i guess as a music lover and fan it's exciting to me that i could discover songs from the past and, and the algorithms from different, you know, streaming platforms provide, even though they completely 
I'm pretty sure fuck all of us songwriters over. <laughs> right, um, right. In the long run, like, but but as a fan, I, I wake up, you know, on Monday and I'm fed some algorithm of, you know, an obscure Spanish pop artist I'd never heard from 1967 that I would have never heard before. Yeah, that's and a that's good exciting to me. And so as a result, I'd like to think that I'll be able to, um, you know, continue to write songs that I like at least or think, you know, that I'm not embarrassed by. Um, but yeah, back full circle. Maybe this will be the last album. Maybe not. I like the romantic idea of, of you know, being that dramatic and, and walking off, you know, putting it out and walking off a little bit. And, you know, I've become, we don't need to get too into this personal stuff, you know, or whatever, but I'm a dad now. Right. That's a big life changer. How For anyone exciting out is there that? who's a father, like, that's such a thing. Like, and, you know, I want, I want to be able to spend as much time as I can with these guys, but I have twins, by the way, so that's why I say plurally. Sure. <laughs> it's such a weird thing I always have to explain, you know. I'm like, oh, I had, and like, are, I had kids. Hey, congratulations! <laughs> I heard you had a kid. I'm like, yeah, well, I had kid two actually, yeah. you know. So it's always plural now. How um, old are they now? They're only seven months. Oh man! So I'm so, in it right now. I'm, de right. I'm definitely in it. But you know, it, 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 it's all it's all those things people said. My whole life, like, oh, you have no idea. You have no idea what it's going to do to you. And I know that I had no idea. That I know, right? I know that I know nothing. Right. Um, but it's been so, so rewarding to to um, to feel that kind of, you know, euphoric love that that right. I had been promised all these years. You know, instead of like, ah, actually, this isn't as tight as everybody said it would be. It, it really is mind blowing and. It's all I care about. It's all I think about it. You know, so I want to make, I want to make these dudes proud as well. So, you know, I always keep my head down and keep working, but I love the idea of capping it at five albums and then just taking a pause and looking around, you know? So. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to be done with music, right? I mean, you could be from right. helping somebody else or doing another project or whatever that is, but I assume that that's what you mean by saying this would be potentially at the end, at least for a while for this project. Yeah, I want to put out this full, uh, you know, we're, we're capping this three, kind of this this trilogy of these three songs with these first three videos that the the, the third, of, back to Star Wars, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The third just came out, a song called Candy Pop, and this this EP will come out, have some cool remixes, blah, blah, blah. And then next year we'll launch fully into a full album. And I've been the boy who cried wolf, and I've been talking about this for a while, but uh, life, life through a big, you know, um, a big curve at me with becoming a father of two. So let me ask you, let's, can we talk about the fatherhood thing? Because I have a 16 year old and a 12 year old mm -hmm. and I love being a dad. The crazy thing is I tell people, my ex-wife talked me into every good thing that's ever happened to me, which was, you know, moving to Kansas city, uh, you know, pursuing career here, uh, getting married. I didn't want to do it. Buying a house. I didn't want to do it. Having kids was not interested. You were scared. And getting sure. a divorce. Like everything that she talked me into <laughs> yeah. is like, this is part. Like you, those were all really good quality decisions. And like, I was thinking about it today, like this weekend, like tonight, my youngest has two baseball games. Tomorrow, my oldest has two baseball games and my youngest has a football game. And then Sunday, they'll both be playing different baseball games. And people say, don't you get tired of it? And I'm like, 
No, because I realize how much I'm going to fucking miss it, man. Totally. I'm going to miss yeah. it. And I think yeah. about it. I tell Slim, like, people say, well, don't you get, didn't you get upset with, like, you know, handprints on the refrigerator? I'm like, no, man, I'm going to miss handprints on the refrigerator. I yeah. never knew that kids would hit me like that. I had no idea. I thought, well. I don't think any of us Yeah, I just go home and whatever. I don't know. I'd act like my dad did. Work a lot and yell at me if I got in trouble and that's it. Like, I thought that's what a dad did. But, man, it's different. It is different. And people keep telling me. Oh, it goes by so fast or, you know, the, the days are long and the years are short. And, and, uh, there was a certain point, um, where it was, it was like, I, I can't explain how demanding two are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even put, wor- I can't even put words into it, you know, but I can't imagine. So, and so I won't try, but I'll just say that there's been, there've been a few moments where I'm like, Oh wow. When they sleep a little bit longer, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get to that point. But then you get to that point, you look back and I'm like, but I mi- I already missed that element of, you know, them being so small and, and so, um, in need of, 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 uh, you know, my help and, and right. all that. And so it's amazing. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's, it, uh, you know, and you know, it's, it's pretty boring to listen to, people talk about it who don't have kids and i'm i'm sensitive to that too so i, I don't have kids i don't find it boring i love talking to lazo well, about you know his kids saying? i love talking like, okay, to lazo okay, about okay, it's this thing and 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 look and not everybody can have kids and right. we, it, it wasn't it wasn't super easy for us to get to this point and and here we are but it changed it, uh, this is the first time i've left them um on the road and it's um you know it's it's really hard so that yeah. that that's a real reality in my life as well has it changed your because over the years we've gotten a chance to know you a little bit has it changed your or i guess did it change your outlook on the world i like are you an optimistic person were you an optimistic Mm. person you hear all these people talk about you know as soon as they find out that you know they're gonna have a kid it's they're laying in bed and thinking how am i gonna pay for college how am i gonna pay for this stuff what am i gonna i gotta make sure that i'm healthy i was doing it this morning right my kid ain't on a ball state t-shirt and so, out of the blue, you know, he's headed to high school, and I look up, what's the tuition at Ball State? It's like 49 I'm like, at Ball State? Sure. $49,000 a year? If he's got a t-shirt. I'm so fucked. I'm so like, well, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't like, know yeah. do it. It's student loans all the way. Yeah, you got to be stuff. real good at fucking baseball, because we're in trouble. I mean, but even the way that when you watch a... Because I'm pissed away every time, man, and I hate to say it, but when we're here, you know... It is we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, but Lazo, you, know? you were a political person before kids. You were interested in politics before and after. Like, does it change when you watch those debates on stage, you know, before being a parent and then after being a parent, does it change the way that you ingest that stuff, that you digest that stuff, that you see the world? You know, I think that's right. the most fascinating thing as someone who's not a parent. I never said, like, hard and fast, I'm not going to have kids. I, I always kind of lean towards maybe I shouldn't, you know, I, I don't right. know, but uh, I, and, and I, I didn't. But I am fascinated by that. You know, people talking about that shift in their thinking as soon as they have kids. As soon as they see their kids, a lot of times they'll say the first time they actually see their child in the hospital for the first time, right. that that's when they have this monumental change in, in thinking. And I'm always fascinated by that. Um, I don't know if you're talking to me or Laszlo. About I was kind of asking you. Yeah, yeah just oh, not yeah, even political, I, just no, the I'm world not, in I'm general. Not, the world. Are you yeah, optimistic I, about the world or does the world scare you more now that you're a parent, you know? Uh, probably both. Is, yeah. is the truth because um you know the only way to make the world better is to create better people right yeah, yeah. That's, and know, that's the someone thing someone said that, that that wasn't my line but and then politically yeah i just stay out it's a clown show to me no matter who <laughs> no matter who's in charge you know and that's the thing i i think we've lost our way a little bit where 
we've become we've become too confident that that someone can make a difference who becomes you know one person a leader yeah yeah and 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 like you know i just and too confident that our team I, is always I, right. I don't know. It, I've just always questioned authority my whole life, you know, no matter who, like it, it, whether it was a teacher in high school. And so, yeah, I try, I try my best to just not watch the clown show, you know, and, and, and I encourage other people to do the same if they can. Um, but I would say that, you know, having kids definitely makes you feel slightly more optimistic because you see innocence in a way that, um, you know, to experience that emotion firsthand is, is pretty powerful. So you're thinking, okay, well, let's do our best to not <laughs> let this up. Be, be as, you know, weird as I am, you know, right. I mean, let's yeah. see, let's see if we can, we could, you know, keep it, keep it simple. I had, um, to, I listened to Springsteen talk about his kid one time and I, and it hit me. Mine were little, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you, is it two boys? Yeah, two identical yeah, boys. Yeah. You maybe you know mine were a little at that time, and and he was talking about it. And he said, you know, uh, that he, he he you know he was rich and he had a bunch of money, and you know he was worried that his kids would grow up in a world where they got everything and they didn't have to mm-hmm. learn all the hard lessons that he learned. And I'm listening to him talk about it, and he says, and then a friend looks at him and he goes, "Yo, shut the fuck up." He's like, right. be, because the world is out there, man, and it's waiting for him. Right. It doesn't matter if your dad's Bruce Springsteen or, 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 or whoever. The world is out there, and it's waiting for them, and it's going to teach them very, very, very hard lessons, and you're not going to be able to help them at some point. But while you can, you should. And that made to sure. me like, you know what? That made a ton of sense. Like To me, it was like... You know, uh, my job is, uh, it, it doesn't change the older they get. And that to me, right. it, it's, it's when they first start to walk, my job is to help them. And then it's to let them walk and almost not even be around them. And if they fall, just be there to pick them up. That's it. And to me, I don't think that'll change until I'm dead. My job is to watch them walk, explore things, do things, give them the confidence to do that, and then if they fall, be there to pick them up, but not too quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, that's, a, that's a tricky one for, you know, the Bruce Springsteen's of the world right, because, right. you know, he's one of the most known names of all time. And so that's uh, while I do understand um, – uh, the argument that it's unfair because these kids are, you know, are born into a certain kind of lifestyle. Yeah. I also think that there's a, there's a overwhelming kind of pressure that these, his kids will face as well. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be very easy either, you know? So um, no one knows. And that's the good news. Right. We, that's no, right. we, we, none of us know what we're doing. We're just trying to figure it all out as we go. And uh, you know, my main goal is just to, just to become a little bit better at understanding how the world works and, and, uh, how to handle stuff, you know, cause I have no control over, uh, you know, what policies are, are, right, <laughs> are right, pushed exactly. through or right. anything like that. Or, you know, like I can't control someone else's way of thinking, but I could at least get better at handling, uh, the ups and downs and try to try to stay s- steady. So yeah. that would be probably my main goal, you know, as I get older is, is staying, uh, is, 
you know, handling adversity better than I did sure. a year ago or two yeah. years ago or five or 10 years ago. You know, hey, that, let's, that, let's change gears real quick and talk about your music career, because I think we know somebody, uh, a, a common, well, I don't want to say that they're a friend of yours because I don't know that, but a common person, I've heard this story, and if it makes sense to you, then then we can talk about it. And if you're like, you know, this never happened. But uh, Timmy the Terror, you know this guy? Timmy the Terror. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Yeah. Yes. From I'm yeah. a Robot? Yeah, 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 of course. I love Tim. Right. Is there a story where... You guys are both, you know, have been in bands and like you said, you know, some success, not success. And you bring over something for him to listen to. And he's like, holy shit, you've got it. Is that, did that happen? I don't know if that happened other than <laughs> like, I remember meeting up with him at some point. And I don't remember what songs I showed him or okay. where I was at or what songs I had for that, probably that first AWOL right, record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I, I think he was very supportive and very sweet as Tim is. And he's a, he's such a charismatic guy. Um, it's funny. I haven't, I haven't talked to him and probably since then. So it's, it's nice that you brought him up. I was such a huge fan of that, that I'm a robot record, that first one. And, um, and then as a result, I've, I've maintained a relationship with um, Alex Ebert, who, of course, went on to make uh, or create Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. And right. then Alex was on uh, my last album. I don't count the covers album as, as like a real thing. That was just, I mean, it's real. It was fun to do. But right. the last original <laughs> album, uh, Alex was on that. And um, so we got to connect in that way. But yeah, Tim Tim's always been really talented. And, and like back then, I was in a band called hometown hero and i'm a robot was kind of like exploding on the scene in hollywood in in la right and i thought that they were like the west coast answer to the strokes because it was super hip right you know great fashion all the cool people were going to the shows it was hard to get in and blah 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 and i was like wow these guys are great and it was the first time i heard um at this time this had happened before in the eighties, of course, and, and, and some of the nineties, but it had been a while since there had been, you know, some really good synthesizer connected with yeah. rock with rock and roll and punk rock and pop. And it was like, they were like Bowie meets meets. I don't know what it was. It was, it was really cool. And Ebert had this rad mullet before anyone like this, <laughs> having a mullet then was nuts. Like people have mullets now it's common, but, and he had lines on the side of his, his, his head into a mullet and he wore like hammer pants, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. going, okay, this, this guy's amazing, you know? And <laughs> right. I was jealous and I kind of knew, you know, their keyboard player, I knew his name was Ollie, really talented guy. Um, I remember thinking, you know, cause I was in a, a rock band and we, we didn't have synth. We were just a four piece guitar, two guitar. You know, I played guitar, right. buddy played guitar, bass drums. And I remember thinking like, oh man, we're so limited without that one weapon of, of other sound and synth. And that was a huge influence on, um, on me and opened up my mind thinking there's more I could do if I add keys. And, and, you know, I don't know, I don't really know if I'd be where I'm at if it weren't for me having my mind blown by that band. And, you know, they ended up not doing as well as they'd hoped and everybody goes their own ways. Timmy, from what I heard is really doing well. Alex, of course, has done really well, and um, 
the rest of the guys in the band. I mean, on that first record, for people not to go on about I'm a Robot, but on that first record, um, the bass player and drummer uh, Justin was the bass player, and then and then uh, the drummer J- Joey Warnaker, I think is his name, who plays in Beck and Air, and I so they were like an all star lineup, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, did I play Tim some of these new some of the wall songs? I think I did, and I think he was he was really sweet about. Well, him. I will That's tell you that um, he remembers it much more than you do because he said that you came in and played on it, and uh, he was fuck. It, when he told me the story years ago, said he was fucking blown away, and was the it, he talked as highly about you and that record as you just talked about him. Twenty oh. minutes to me about how fucking great it was, and he was blown away. So well, that's go. good because it could have gone the opposite way. Right. Just feel the story we you wanted know? to tell I you is that he said what I wanted to tell you is he thinks you're not yeah. very good. Yeah, he went on this whole thing, so you guys got in a fight. <laughs> no, that, I was just because of how glowingly he talked about you when when I talked to him about that. So you know, it was fascinating to know that there's. It, it to me, it's just interesting, and, and the way you talked about everybody in that band and how you knew them, like. You're in Southern California, man, and there's just a lot of really talented people doing really, really interesting things, and you kind of know them, right? Yeah, you kind of do, or I did at least. You know, I'm, I'm definitely like off the grid now. Right. Um, it's it's just a different different situation I'm in now. But um, yeah, but when you're that yeah, age, then it was scene. like you know that was, those were the days of just of grinding. You know, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily, um, you know, I woke up one day, I'm going okay, I live close enough to the, to the main spot that, you know, you should be able to get a scene going, right? And so I'm going, all right, well, if I can't sell out, you know, the Viper Room, which fit, fits like 200 people or something like that, then why would anyone take me seriously? So then I kind of went out and about and tried to get to know people, um, I could never do this now. Of course, this was my, in my twenties. And I was just trying to see like the landscape of how certain nights went, you know, you'd have like a Monday night, you go to this spot, Tuesday night, go to that spot and kind of mingle with people and get to know people, tell them about my music, maybe hand back then hand them like a homemade CD with my writing on it, you know, and try to try to cause a scene. And before you knew it, um, I was able to get a, a good amount of people to, to come to the shows or, or this promoter from this place, or now this, you know, A&R person. Remember Scouts at labels? Scouts mm-hmm. are yeah, starting sure. to come to the show. And then before you knew it... Um, None of that happens I anymore, will, really, does it? I don't know. I'm sure it does. I mean, I, I will say that it seems like the hardcore scene is happening again, and that's really exciting. you got bands like Turnstile. There's a band called Knocked Loose that's doing really, really well. And, and that, to me, is always a good indicator that good things are coming and good things are happening okay. is when right. the hardcore scene is thriving which it is right now and um it's, it's great to see. it's always there but it kind of like pokes its head up and looks around a little bit sometimes more than others and right now um it's it's having a a, a, a moment and it's really exciting to see well, I think it's different in the sense though that i mean when you said scouts like are there people at you know i don't know the mint or something in los angeles who are watching a band with 30 people there and like, you know what, let's sign them or because to well, me, you know it what? feels here, here, like it's more thing. like, you know, it's got to have this many views and this many, this streams. many yeah. streams before we'll even look at it. You know, it seems it's different. And maybe it, all of that goes hand in hand as to what you were saying. Like, you know, we're in a weird place and we're music. And is there somebody in the ba- Maybe that kid in the basement who's ready to change the world through music no one's gonna doesn't have 
10 million streams, so he ain't going to get signed anyway. True, and but isn't it cool that you don't have to live right, in Hollywood? Sure. You right. don't have to live in California. You don't have to live in New York. You don't have to live in Chicago You can or London, wherever. You can actually create your own world wherever. Right. And that's amazing. So it's kind of it's anti-establishment in a lot of ways. Like you don't have to get signed to Capitol or Warner Brothers or, you know, Epic right. or whatever, you know, you don't, that doesn't have to happen. It, it, and it did have to happen when I was younger. Right. And now you don't need whoever to come find you. You, you can, if the music's good enough. People find it. Um, th- well, not always. There's, plenty, right. there's, there, there are millions of amazing songs that, that haven't been heard. That's, that's a sad reality. But, you know, as a music lover, I'm just looking, I'm always looking for whatever, you know, like there's, there's, <laughs> There's so many fascinating, there are so many fascinating artists out there that, that, you know, you f- discover, I'm like, I love this song and I'm listening to it over and over. And I look and I'm like, the guy has like, the guy or girl have like, you know, 40,000 monthly listeners yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Or and, I and find out go, sometimes oh, it's five years old and I'm like, oh, and they broke up yeah. already. I'm like, well, shit, yeah. I missed right. that, I guess. But that's cool too, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, none of it matters. It, it, it doesn't have to be part of this narrative created by a corporation anymore so that's good albeit frustrating at times because there's so much information out there at all times it's actually exciting and it's a more level playing field um and i think again that's that's when that lane is open for someone to just charge through um and you know some of it's superficial it's kind of annoying like okay so in order to be taken seriously, you have to have X amount of, right, of right. likes and the numbers. There's actually a really good uh, Weezer song um, on that record, OK Human, that was two records ago, I think, that came out in the middle of, of all the, the stuff. stuff. Um, I, this record was, I think, like one of their best albums, and I, I loved it so much. I think there's a song called, and Rivers told me about it before. He's like, hey, I think you're really going to like this this record. It's There's not guitars. It's more like acoustic guitar and strings and drums. Oh, this album. You know, kind okay. Of thing. No. And, and he was right. I, I loved it. I'm a huge Weezer fan. I pretty much like, you know, something in, at, at each step of the way for them. But I'm actually looking it up right now. I don't want to, I don't want to not get, I don't want to get the title wrong. Okay, here we go. Yeah. I think the song was called just numbers and he addressed kind of like this world we're living in, you know, where everything is about numbers, you know, how many likes, how, how much this, how much that. And uh, that's a sad place to be because, you know, what, what's a number, right? You know, like, okay. So, and how many, it's interesting too, because if you look at social media, there are many artists that have millions, let's call them quote influencers, right? Right. Millions of followers, but they can't even play. They couldn't even fill the Viper. Yeah. Right. right. So it's an interesting time, you know, but I, I do think that, that kids, um, kids and adults but you know i say kids like high schoolers right <laughs> everyone's a kid now i, I know older, right? i know i do the same thing i'm like sound like my parents oh my, God, my guitar player is a, a kid but he's not at all you know what I, mean? <laughs> I do it too but, um so my point is like there's i think people are hungry for for substance and that's a good place to be as well 
Yeah, that's true. I heard, yeah, I heard, and I think they're looking for it. You know, yeah. we talk about it. I walk by my kids' room. I never tell them what you know. I, I don't want to be that dad to be like, you know, you got to listen to Springsteen yeah. or you got to listen to Nirvana or whatever. I don't, you know, you find your own stuff. But I, you know, I'll come in and be like, hey, I was walking by my kids' room the other day and he was listening to the Shins. Like he's looking for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There I know he is. And, you know, and how fun is that? Like, so the Shins now to him are like. Right. You know, you or me discovering Boston, the, the Doors, or something. <laughs> right. Right? I don't know. No, old. no, probably not. No, not not that far back. I think it'd be more like I discovered, you know, Joy Division or something. Right, like that. Sure, I mean, right. Yeah. Not a good, not a good comparison musically, but you no, know, right. saying, but yeah. time wise, I think about thing, that all like, the time. Two thousand four. We're talking twenty years ago. The Garden State came out, and you know, they were on that soundtrack, and right. they became this hip band that everybody yes. in the suburbs fell yes. in love with. Yes, interesting, good band too, and and so you know. We were me and my drummer Isaac, and he's he's similar. He's a similar age to me, so we always have great pop culture references, and that's important when you're doing this stuff because sometimes you have a great show that's like you know just a Beatles moment where you feel just so incredible, and sometimes you have a whatever show that's like okay, we did it, it was fine, it was it was you know um, always always an honor to play music and have people care at all always, but you know so you maybe having a bad day or whatever it sounds weird and the great thing about having a a best friend a couple best friends in the band is i could always look over at my drummer and he makes me laugh because we have this we we experience the same insane failures with our earlier bands you know right right and um which is great but we were talking about sunny day real estate and i was trying to explain they were just trying to explain to zach who's younger than us what emo was and so people think of screamo or emo in a different way than I do kind of similarly to how, and I don't know how you guys felt about this, but in the nineties, it bothered me when the title grunge came along. I'm like, what the fuck is grunge? Like it it felt like it was created by like, you know, old Navy or target or whatever the target at the time, like grunge, like this is just rad music. So now you guys gave it a title because you could sell more flannels at the, at the mall or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, that's the same thing with emo. Like emo was the alternative to hardcore and punk with more melody, but it still rocked. So it was interesting to try to just, cause we were talking about the Foo Fighters and Nirvana and how Nate Mandel was in sunny day. And, and the, the, I always forget the guy's name, but the, the drummer on the first Foo Fighters, yeah. uh, know you know, talking about. tour, he, Dave played all the stuff on that first Foo record, but Foo's record, but, um, I was just trying to explain that Sunny Day is really good and Jeremy Enoch has a great solo record. And, and I couldn't put into words what emo was to us then, but it's different than what, you know, people think of it now. Same with Screamo. Like, I, I right. still, it's an interesting thing. Cause even people will say like, man, I like when you do that Screamo stuff to me. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? Right, right. <laughs> like, what dude? That's not, that's not what I, I'm right. doing, you know, but you know, these are just words, so who cares? But it's it's fascinating. All those categories and subcategories. Like, right. And, yeah, I mean, looking back at yeah, it now, kind of, because we lived or it. Or like, you know, metal and hardcore, they're like, well, what's the difference? I'm like, there's a big difference. <laughs> right, you don't know? Wait you a know, second. But yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it to people. It's a feeling, you know? Yeah. Right. I think emo was, was probably somebody saying, you know, uh, it's okay that you make me cry. And then screamo was someone falling in love and saying, it's okay that you make him cry. <laughs> and now you've got, you know, you got both genres in one. And what was emo and what was screamo is such a crazy thing because that was a, I mean, I know that young people certainly loved it, obviously high school kids, but looking back, it is such a weird thing. I don't know what the equivalent uh, of that was 
in the 90s or in the 80s or if there was one because well, you had all this other like, stuff going thought, on. You know, if you think about it, and, and I think you bring up a good point, and, you know, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think you can take grunge and emo and really do, like, a comparative yes. analysis. And in that sense being like, if you're talking like, you know, Sunny Day and Jets to Brazil and Chamberlain yes. and Sam mm -hmm. I Am and, yes. you know, all those bands like that, that, that you know, uh, 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 Jejun and, and just cool stuff that was out there that I didn't know that it was emo. Right. It was just kind of like a rock thing. And then it got a name and the name didn't bother me, but it slowly made this progression until we got to uh, a Fallout Boy and panic at the disco and then it went even further than that and then people were like this is this is fucking horrible yeah and to me it's like grunge too like you're back there you're like you know you get louder than love you know and i'm at the club and everybody's raising their beer and li listening to sound gardens nobody's calling that grunge at the time it's just fucking rock it's, i don't it know rock arena rock rock it was rock and roll and it keeps yeah. going through this progression until you get to fucking Creed. candle box yeah. and then you get to creed and right and it's like all of that just happens, you know, and then it gets this name and that name. If you were ask somebody what's, who's an emo band right now, chances are they're going to say Fallout Boy. Yeah. Right. And if yeah, you ask who's a grunge band, they're going to say Nirvana or Pearl Jam. But there was all this stuff going on before it that led to that. Yeah, that's a great example. Fallout Boy is a great example because it's, it's not their fault either. Right. They just to me, that's pop music or or just kind of mainstream stuff. And and. Back to Sam I Am, by the way, great, great name Fucking drop. That great, was the man. first concert I ever went to oh, was, really? was, was uh, Bad Religion nice. at the Santa Monica Civic, and <laughs> the Super Suckers opened up. Nice. They, were, they were main support, and before that, and they blew my mind, by the way. And then before that was Sam I Am. What a great like, fucking band that was, man. Everybody thought like, oh, Sam I Am's great, and I'm like, are they? And then they played. I'm like, this is pretty cool, but I was kind of yearning for something a little heavier, but that's a great example of... Yeah, is that emo? Is that post-punk? I don't, I don't even know, right? And right, didn't have a name. And I don't think I people did know, right? Because they're too, playing like, with the super suckers, so yeah. it wasn't well, a weird thing for that to happen, right? And I guess for anyone who gives a shit about what we're talking about right now, which <laughs> we're going like very, very deep down here, but what I'd say is like to describe emo, it was music that would never be played on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Certainly it, when it started, it was. It was melod when it started. It was melodic, um, but the recordings usually weren't polished enough that they would get a chance at radio. Even though there were some melodic parts that deserved to be sure. have a chance for a more commercial thing like a sunny day, but the recordings just couldn't hold up in the same way to you know a Nirvana record or a Soundgarden record. Yeah, but or you know and there was anybody our like age who doesn't fucking love. You know, or doesn't well maybe they don't love them, but it didn't own a Jawbox record. Yeah, see that's a that's a great or Jawbreaker, right? I think you exactly. Just, oh, you said Jets to Brazil, which was yeah, which was right, wasn't that Jawbreaker? Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. That's why I was like, you yeah. know, we all had it, right? So, you know, that was another thing too. I guess in the same vein that we're talking about clicks and likes or whatever, but it's radio wasn't playing that, but everybody I know owned those fucking records. Exactly, but there was always this melody with punk too. So, like, you know, bands like. I don't know if you ever got into like 10 foot pole or even, you know, with Pennywise back then, right. there was melody over these blistering fast beats. So it, it was funny because 
like, oh, this is punk, this is punk, like Voodoo Glow Skulls or yeah. or whoever, and I, like you know, Gutter Mouth or Gutter yeah. Mouth actually was punk, but it I was, yeah, like, I was gonna say I saw them, I yeah, they were a little louder do, than that. I don't want anyone to go nuts here, but like, am I too? It's, I, I hear you that it's punk because the beat's fast, but the melody was very catchy and very commercial to me. So I never understood what the hell punk was. I didn't even know. Like Operation Ivy was amazing to me. You know, to me, punk is like minor threat, but that's also hardcore. So right. That's what I think. When I think punk, ways, I think you know? minor threat. And I think, right. you know, but, they took but, these so then, kind of ideas, you know, maybe it's Fugazi or whatever, and took these ideas but made them melodic. But you don't think well, sex Fugazi, pistols? See, that's a Fugazi's like a like a you know, we could talk for five months about Fugazi because it was very you know, Waiting Room's a very commercial song. Right, for sure. You you could play that on your station today and get calls. We like, played it recently. Like, we played like, it you put that show. on right now and said, Here's a new song by band whatever and made up right. something and no you you'd get calls. Like, I want to hear that again. That would be right. like as big as, as anything, you know. Yeah. Um so that's that's fascinating too, but they were kind of proggy, right? And so it's it's hard to say. Anyone who hasn't seen footage of of I think it like I don't know exactly if this is true or not, but the as the rumor goes on on YouTube, you could find a clip of like the first or second time they played Waiting Room after it came out, and it goes off. It's oh, like really? In like a yeah, there's like just one light on. It's like there's a basketball hoop over there, and it just goes. It's so great. Okay, I'll so, look that so up. Great. And also, and you mentioned they play it like way too fast and shit. You know, right? <laughs> it's I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I save that. And by the way, you mentioned Pennywise. I just have to say this: Jim Lindbergh wrote a book, what, Lazo, 15, 16 years ago, yeah. called Punk Rock Dad. That as a, you know, it was just all about being a dad in a band. And I feel like that probably fits. It was you know, I don't great. know how many people are. are if you haven't read it, it's great. Where he's like, you know, I'm in kindergarten class, and they're like, you know, and the guy next to me is an accountant. They're like, what do you do, Jamie? He's like, I'm in a band. And they're like, hey. This guy's in a band, right? Yeah. Like with all the other dads, you know. It's a good book if you get a chance to read it. But I think you nailed it. It was interesting knew- too. So, like my my buddy, I have a friend named Darren Doan, um, who actually was the director of those early uh, Pennywise videos, and then and then went on, and then he did like the Blink. See, we haven't even talked about Blink. That's another. See, Blink Absolutely. is kind of emo to me. That's that, that's kind of like. That's pop emo, which leads into like there's no fallout boy. There's not a Blink 182. But my point is that record that had um, I forgot the name of the song, but da na 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 na. So my oh, yeah, buddy did that music thinking. video, and yeah. then the Josie music video, which was filmed oh, at my high school, which I interned for, which I'm in. So if you wow, <laughs> really? you can, I'm actually in that music video for a split second. There's like a food fight, and I start the food fight, and um, this guy I know named Andrew, who's in a band called Strife, actually threw like a a cheeseburger in my face immediately. And I was like, oh, this guy, this guy was hoping for that opportunity. You know? right. To me, Blink, what Blink did to punk, uh, Fall Out Boy did to emo, right? I mean, it's, you're making you're, this commercially successful yeah. pop version of it that's digestible and you can see where the roots are. And you're right. Like, it's not their fault, but for everybody who liked that stuff before, all of a sudden you see Blink-182 lunchboxes and people are like, fuck those guys. Same thing with those other bands, right? You're like, you know, now you're in the mall and, you know, there's a 10-year-old with a fallout Boy lunchbox. And like I said, like you said, not their fault. Good music, bad Everybody's if got they've an never opinion. never been popular? Right. But once it gets to that point, there's always that lashback. And, those, you know, those are the bands that created kind of that lashback. Yep, and that's the end. On, you know, those, I, I guess if we're going to call them genres, because, we, you know, we don't have any other way to Sub-genres define it, right? Yeah. That, you know, they just get stuck there. Yep. 
Absolutely. Well, I think that's also the 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 risk you run um, by being part of a scene. Yeah. So if you're part of a scene, uh, and you come out of that and and you know like sort of abandon the scene, sort of speak, then you know people get get rowdy about it. You know, I was really lucky with my first record that I was just, I was like an alien that came out of nowhere, you know? So I, I have, blo- I don't, I don't even have a home, you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't even know what I am. So I get lucky. I could, I could make an acoustic record and I'm sure a lot of our fans would be kind of bothered because they like, they, they seem, my core fans seem to like when I go harder for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know? Right. Um, You're good at I'm it. like, gosh, it's, t- it's tiring to do that. <laughs> Jesus, you know, but, but, uh, yeah, so yeah, Able the first that... time. I mean, I, and I, Aaron, I think I've told you the story before, but you know, before we had heard of AWOL Nation, I w- went to breakfast with a, a record rep. And, f- and for people who don't uh, know how it works, you know, you get these record reps, they've, they've got uh, bands that are on their label. They want you to hear these songs, right? They want you to hear them and they hope that you like them enough that you're going to say, hey, this is a good song. We should play it. So I was at breakfast with a, a record rep, whatever year it was, and she, I don't, there was like four or five songs, which is quite, a, a lot of times they might just be, hey, please listen to this one song if you get a chance. But we were uh, talking about a few songs, and then as I was leaving, she had like a rental car, and she, we walked out to our cars at the same time, and she opens her car, and she hands me a stack of CDs, and she goes, this is a bunch of other stuff. She's like, you know, if you get a chance, just, you know, this is a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, okay, so I took the stack. I'm driving home and I'm just, I had a CD player in this car and was kind of going one, one by, you know, one at a time. And I see this pink burned CD that grabbed my attention because it was a burned CD, which the rest of them weren't. Someone had written on it with marker and all they wrote on it was sale. That's all it said. So nice. I was like, well, well so right. it says play it. Holy shit. And then it's interesting you bring up the, the kind of genre thing because I'm trying to describe to people what I just heard. And I'm like, I don't, you know, well, what is it? Is it, is it emo? Right. Is it indie? Is it, I, 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 no, I don't, I don't know what it is, but holy shit. I, I, you're gonna like it. It doesn't matter. I don't. You don't have to be a fan of the genre because I don't know what the genre is. You're just gonna like it. And what? There's been very few moments like that in in 20 years. Well, I of remember doing this. you coming in from breakfast and me being in my office, and you're like, "Put this in the fucking stereo. You're right gonna now, love it. it. That's how up. turn it on." I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And we put it right that's on the air. Weird. That's that's absolutely. And I happened. called the record rep in the car before I got back to the office, and I said, "What am I listening to? What is it?" She's like, "Uh, wait, uh, hold on." And then she's like, oh, 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 yeah, that's, uh, and she's like having to look, you know, she's like, that's, right. uh, that's AWOL Nation, uh, you know, I don't know a ton about them yet, um, and I was like, okay, well, this is the best thing that you handed me in right. that stack. And there's been, you know, a few things similar to that where something blows you away, but it doesn't happen like that very no. often. Where you, Mm-mm. where you, I might hear something, I go, I fucking love this, I'm going to convince Lazarus to play it. But when you hear that thing, you go, everyone's going to love this. Everyone. He's going to love it, everyone I work with is going to love it, doesn't matter what they're into, this is going to be something that everyone geeks out about. And so that was a huge moment. Well, I, and I still don't understand it, and I still don't know why. Really? I, I, guess, I guess I would say that I, I wrote so many songs and had so many moments that didn't work out right. that, that I finally got hooked up with, you know, that one, one moment that connected, you know. I'm, I, I just, I love how people think. I'm very fascinated uh, with people I disagree with. I love talking to people I disagree with or I know nothing about. Right. And, and I think I just kind of finally got lucky and, um, struck a nerve, you know, with, with some words that I threw together, um, instinctually and, you know, yeah, the that's rest the other of thing history, obviously, but I, you know, and I appreciate you it feeling that bad. way because who knows, who knows. And, but it was like, Oh, you got to hear it. And it, it's so funny because it was like a lot of people have that a similar story to you, but I didn't have that feeling. I just thought like, this is sick. Right, I can't wait to it. play my older yeah. brother this, you know what I mean? That was it. You know, With that song, you know, at that point you've been in bands, like you said, for a long time, you've been in the scene, you've, you've made friends, all these things. That song starts to get popular. 
when did you know? When did you know this is this was the watershed right, moment? We got we've, something we've, here. I think I've made it. When did you know? Well, weirdly, I never knew because it just kept getting bigger, and it had like the, the frog in the pot. Kind so of thing. it wasn't like this song's like we knew it was blowing up in certain pockets of the country and the world, um, but it was such a nice like it was never number one. How weird is that? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Hollow Moon. One of my songs was number one, and and sale wasn't. Hollow Moon's not even close, right? Yeah. Or, or like, so it, it's not the shit on that song. But I'm just saying, like, it it was such a weird thing. It was like three years after it came out that it was being played on pop radio, right? All right. of a sudden, so I was kind of just on to the next thing, trying to make a second record. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just, I just always want to try to stay humble and hungry about about you know with with anything in life so i just never really i i don't i still don't i, I think i still haven't even acknowledged it if that makes sense you know yeah. it, it just it's because i didn't i didn't sit down and think i'm gonna write a big song today it right. just happened yeah. you know so i don't even feel totally responsible for it you know it's years of riding with other people years of listening to music up and down relationships with, you know, friends, loved ones. And it, it was, it was, it was a combination of just a kind of a life's journey. Yeah. And you're that, watching that those in, crowds getting a little way. bigger like, and a little bigger right. as, as time goes on, like, you know, like I said, like the frog in the pot, because maybe it's not, I couldn't fill up Viper room yesterday. You know, today, suddenly I'm doing 3000 people because it did, it did take a while for that song to, spread like you said so it's interesting i always wonder i think there are some of those bands that have those stories about wow well you know a month ago we played this 300 seat venue and it was fairly empty and now we're playing a 3000 seat venue this is crazy it does happen but with yours you're saying you know it, it, it wasn't quite like that so when you're in it you're just experiencing it and grateful for it well you know kansas city is a great example so we went and played like i, I my memory is that it was some sort of um valentine's day kind of deal yep. and we played we the poster up there the, yeah is that the yeah, first one? Before okay. in the tantrums and i yep. remember thinking like you know we played it, it, people were going nuts when we played i'm like okay cool well this is this we're obviously in some sort of discovery phase this is great but then i'm pretty certain that we played somewhere else the next day and no one was there oh, or right, you know right. there, there was like tw you know 100 people or whatever not knowing but yeah and right. and so it, it was like that for a long time and even globally you know you go to france you know, playing in Paris and it's not that packed. And then we go to, um, then, then we, in, then in Germany, we'd have a big show or Austria, we'd have a big show or whatever. And so like, it's, it's been, it's been a nice, I feel like I've been handed what I can handle. Cause if it was any more, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to handle that very well. Or, you know, my personality isn't, I'm a kind of a private person. I'm not famous at all. I walk down the street. There's no, there's no thing like that. You know, it was never my intention to become known in that way. Up I just TMZ wanted, and, I just, yeah. I just wanted, you know, I, I, I feel like I love, I understand music very well. And, um, it's, it's the, you know, the thing I understand best. And so, uh, it was fitting that it worked out in that way, but you know, I'm not trying, I don't need to be noticed, you know, visually yeah, <laughs> at all. Right. Like if it <laughs> If it was any bigger than this, I think I would have had a nervous breakdown. So I feel very blessed that it was kind of like that slow growth, yeah. kind of a cult band, but everybody knows that song, and it's it's been a nice uh, journey. And, and, you know, it's an interesting thing, and I know we've kept you for far too long, man, and I really do appreciate you being yeah, no but problem. 
you went, you know, after that, it's not, I mean, was there pressure? Because the, I mean, you've written incredibly great songs over and over and over again. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, Hollow Moon and, you know, uh, Windows, right? Kill Your Heroes. Like, I mean, the list of songs that, uh, you know, run, I mean, run you here everywhere, right? Yeah. I don't think my, yeah. my little is, I don't even know that he knows that there's a song and he'll just go, run! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, I <laughs> mean, you, right, you've done this, all this was a pressure to do it. And, and, and not only that, man, you continue to do it. Like, that new video is unreal. It's cool. It, the imagery of it is different. It's like everything you said. Like, I watch that and I go, I don't, I like this, but I don't know what it is. Yep. What is, I don't know what it is. I like it. It's cool. I don't fucking know. Little weird. Little weird. I think I like it. Probably like that guy if I hung out. Like, that's yeah. what I, you know what I mean? That's what I hear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing fans see it. I mean, I'm a fan, so I don't know. But what, just to bring this all the way back to what we were talking about at the, at the beginning of the of the episode here, but uh, you see that and, and you go, holy shit. Yeah. Every single cool. time. Every single time. And so I know you've got this fear that maybe someday somebody sees it and goes, meh. But you right. and you're worried. You like, God, do yet. I overstep welcome? Well, you haven't I done, done it, yet. it yet. Just so you know, you have definitely not uh, done that's, it yet. That's, that's really sweet of you guys. So you should play that new song, Candy Pop, to prove me wrong, uh, over yeah. and over and over. And what's weird about that song is is that, uh, so this is like this is a very unsexy story. But I was cleaning my barbecue, right, mm -hmm. and it was making this sound that every day I'd clean it, and it was the same rhythm. It'd go witch, you, witch, you, for whatever reason, it made the sound. And I'm like that's what this record is missing. Just kind of like an easy dance song. Right. Yeah. And so then I just like created a song and then it's like, it, you know, it's about the, the, the seductress of pop culture right now, you know? And so right. I'm kind of like basically making fun of it while accidentally writing a pop song. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I don't expect anyone to like it or I, I don't have expectations of it being, you know, uh, commercially successful, but that's, that's where it was coming from. It's sort of like, okay, you know, like what, at all times we're being told how to think or feel lately. Right. Yep. And, and I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong. And yep. that's, that's kind of the deal. And, and, and this candy pop character is just, is like a metaphorical person trying to, you know, seduce you into feeling or thinking a certain way or listen, listen to this band. You need to listen to that band. You need to listen to this artist. You have to love Taylor Swift. You have to love this or, the, you know, and, right. and I don't know, I just kind of go with the flow. That makes Who sense. knows? Well, it's a fucking great right. song and a fucking cool video, too. Right. So. You brought up Taylor Swift. Let me ask you one last question. We're going to let you go. You like Jimmy Garoppolo or no? <laughs> Lazo, this is so huh? I love how that went. Here's <laughs> a, Look, I, I, I like the guy. Um, yeah. He just said he didn't want to be famous. I'm, I'm, I'm really on the fence about Josh McDaniels. I'll just come come right. open with it. I know like, you're a huge fan. Just, that's why. Yeah, I brought it well, up. Well, he disgusted me last year with blowing, like I think, something like 10 fourth quarter leads and he that field like goal was not. A, I didn't seem like a great yeah, call. No, it's like, uh, and I'm going like, come on, man. I mean, what are you playing advanced 3D chess here? Like, we lost. Like, we just <laughs> right. keep losing. And then Jimmy G's cool, right. but the running game is suffering. We'll see. I love Aiden O'Connell, fourth round pick from Purdue. Right. Blew up in preseason. I know it's preseason. Everybody's going to jump on me for that. But he looked better than any preseason quarterback with rookie. Uh, like in 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 the whole preseason, and I'd like to see him play if Jimmy G is still in percussion protocol. If Josh McDaniel starts Brian Hoyer this I, Sunday, I, I didn't. He's, I, like he's, 
Listen, let me finish. This is important to me. (laughs) Well, I was just saying, like, who knew that guy was still alive? Let alone. I know, I know. So if he starts Brian Hoyer on Sunday because his, quote, system is above all, go fuck yourself, McDaniels. Like, fire him immediately. Get Mark Davis on a, on the podcast. Let's go. We'll talk about the haircut, but fire this guy. I'm sick of it. I've I've suffered enough as a Raiders fan. I mean, I've been through hell as a Raiders fan. It's insane. So just let the kid play. If Jimmy yeah. G's down, who seems like a good guy, whatever, let Aiden O'Connell play. But if you start Hoyer, it, it it'll just prove that my instincts are right. That you're just a bad coach. If they you're start just a Hoyer, bad coach, bad you know, leader, all of that. As a Lions fan, we went through it. Like I watch it, I'm like, it's the it's it's Patricia all over again. Like I the like, line, I like I like your squad right now. I like what I saw last yeah. night. Yeah, it looked good, but we had to get rid of Ethan. that. The guy who thinks he's Belichick but just isn't Belichick. I, I, yeah, your defense looks awesome. It's nice to see Goff um, right. doing well. Goff, Goff, like there's some story. I don't know if the story's true or not, but apparently my dad lost his phone when he was golfing, and Jared Goff like found it, and then my dad like. They they went and he gave him his phone back. That's I don't even really? know if it's true or not. I don't know if he was mistaken on who it was or whatever. But that uh, sounds like a believable like, story. Yeah, yeah. Because of that story, you I love Jared like Goff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Nice even guy. if it's not true. Right. Well, if they start Hoyer, we will welcome you into Chiefs Kingdom with open arms. I've got season tickets. I don't think gonna go gonna to ha- that's not going to happen. Uh, I know it's a little hard no, to convert a Raiders got your fan. Own issues dealing with 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 uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, I will say though, like I had to hate Patrick Mahomes, but then I watched the documentary. I'm like, this guy's so good, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The it Netflix hard, it was thing. Hard to not. Yeah. Although, let's be real, Max Crosby didn't push him or punch him. That was a little bit insane that he was complaining about that. That was Max Crosby's so good. Dude. No, He's I so agree nice. with that. And then our Chandler Jones drama, and then we get this kid, Tyree Wilson, who's like slow off the ball on, on the other edge. It's, I don't know. It's not looking good. I love that we went from Star Wars to football. I mean, this there we is go. great. Everything in between, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate so you. Well, I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see you Sunday looking night. Grinders. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, they're going to be in a good mood or a bad mood. So. <laughs> right, well, either way, we'll, we'll talk football. Deal? Okay, sounds good. All, All right. right Thanks, Aaron. See you. Take care, fellas. Peace. What a great guy, huh? Yeah, good. Don't huh? you love Aaron? That went long. It, yeah, it did. It did, but that's good. Probably I, like Jesus Christ. I know, man. but I don't. I hear he's these, such a nice guy. You can't tell, right? Exactly. That he wants so to I'm worried in my head. that I'm like, he's he doing. To, like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? He's but gonna he's, get off and call our buddy Burke and be like, I told you I didn't want to fuck. Dude, do I said that. ten minutes, right? I don't know right. what he said, but yeah, I always worry. But it's weird, kind of in the middle of an interview, to put someone on the spot and say, "Are you okay with?" Right. Because they don't know if that's going to be in the podcast or not. Like, right. no, I I want to fucking go, man. It's what time is it? I'm guessing he's probably on the West Coast. So it's pr- pretty early when we started in, that interview. He's on his way here. So he he's in like Omaha. Okay. okay. I didn't know if they, how often, like what the tour mm-hmm. was like and where they were. But yeah, Aaron's a good guy. And I was looking that up just to try and remember that time, which we were talking about sale. That's 2010, it says. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was 09. But it's pretty crazy. We're talking about solidly over a decade now we're talking about 13 years ago and the the thing that i thought was interesting about what aaron was saying about music he sounds a lot more optimistic than the three of us now i know lazo was saying that he still thinks there could be right. another nirvana but snowcone did you pick up on aaron saying there's so much cool new stuff there's so many great things to listen to Whereas I'm like, is there? We look at each other all the time and go, are we just missing a lot of this? Yeah, we find I mean, it once in a while. He said that, but he also said it was a 1967 <clears throat> Spanish pop True. song. So. Right. No, exactly. He's talking about right. an old song. It did seem like he was... And I, look, also being in the industry, maybe you try and be nice to these 
sure. young people who are out there, as you said, kids that are out there trying to create something new. You don't want to be a dick. So maybe that's part of it. But I did get the impression that he's more optimistic about music, the state of music, and, you know, where it's headed. Because right. I feel like we've been in a drought. If you go back and look at all those years that we did this. Well, I and think me and him hit and on it. You can go back and listen to it if you missed any of it. But, I, you know, I think the point maybe that I made to him is maybe one that he wasn't excited about. But might be the truth, which is a kid, a guitar, and some fucking lyrics that matter. That's the, that's the other thing. Yeah, he said something I mean, about a guitar, and he said, you know, but you're talking about guitars. And I guess there is there is possibly a debate. I, I've got a friend that I grew up with who's in a band and played guitar since he was a baby. And he is really interested in the history of guitar. And, and we'll, when we talk music, it usually just ends up being about guitar. And he says, right. look, man, there is something about human beings and their connection with that guitar. I don't know what it is, but it goes back a long Three fucking time. Three chords the truth, baby. A lot longer than 50 years. And he's like, and it will always yep. in our it's lifetimes coming back be around. important. It so is. I think and it may just be that, back. like he said, that dressed down, here it is. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not fancy. It's not. There's nothing else here. It's just me, this guy on drums, this guy on bass. Yep. And it sounds like this. Well, it's like he said, waiting room would sound really good right yep, now to a new generation. I just listened to it uh, last week, and I was like, man, th- every now and then you hear one of these older songs, you go, just like what he was saying, this would be good now. This sounds extra good now because of where we're at, you know, the right. state of music right now. I, I wish may- maybe maybe someone could come up with something similar to this and, and make it work, but I'm with you. I yep. think... I think someone will do it. Aaron certainly did it in 2010. That's for sure. For sure. I mean, that was a huge, huge moment. Um, and everybody who heard it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and he has continued to do stuff. I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to listen to this, so I don't have to be overly nice. Uh, just, it's the truth. He hasn't done anything embarrassing or, no, or stupid. You know what I mean? That level of fame, you're like, all right. And I know maybe, he's the kind of guy that wants to try to say, I don't like it as much, but I don't think you're like, this is cheesy or bad right it's never happened. or even just tired and right. i was mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing it's you interesting any of that it's good and it's that new different. video is cool if it's you haven't had a cool. chance to see it yeah maybe we can link to that new video we will link to all that stuff in the uh, podcast description and uh i thought you know we could ask him on the phone hey do we get your permission as the artist to play this song on the podcast but i don't know that that makes any difference because once yeah. the podcast server picks up on it i think it kicks us off snow cone knows more about that than we do maybe he doesn't so I don't know if we can do it or not, but we'll put all the links yeah. to check out, and we'll start with the the newest song right there and at the top. And we'll send you that link to Mitra Dash 9, Exactly, right? the, the link all to right. Mitra Dash 9 down there as well. Remember, uh, they got new stuff. Off. They got new stuff. Hold on, Laza, real quick before he reads the credits. I was supposed to, I don't know that I was supposed to, but I think I told you yesterday or day before about Mitra having some new stuff, and I want to make sure that I tell you about it because okay. I don't want to get it wrong. Um Revamped their Kava at Mitra 9. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about this, but I was, I've tried Kava several times throughout the years because loving Kratom so much, people will say, oh, well, try Kava. I all love the, those shots, All man. the Kratom bars in Florida are Kava Kratom bars, so it's like, well, have Kava. I've never, I, I don't know, I've just never fallen in love with it until Mitra. That, those things are perfect. Snowcone right. asked for them, too, and I know he wasn't a Kava person before either. So they've revamped their Kava. Uh, they've dropped from 50 to 10 calories and upped the Kava dose. Uh, we love those shots. Yeah, so you'll them. see them right great. when you go to the website, first thing there. And uh, they've also got a new flavor. So you go to Mitra-9, M-I-T-R-A-9.com. Lazo likes the Go Packs, I'd say. I do. You I got do like those have shots, though. Yes. I like to have them at night. Yes, but you like to have the Go Packs in stock on hand. Yeah, yes, we don't have any. We, just ran out. we get them today. We get new For ones sure? today, I think. Yeah, according to him, we, uh, we probably get them today. So order some Go Packs. You can order uh, other stuff there, too, but just make yep. sure you use the promo code PROBLEMATIC. What am I going to do this weekend? Well, you want me to bring him to you? Yes. I might have to bring him to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's and for people who've never tried it, that's the other thing that you mentioned last month. But for people who never tried it and like, you guys talk about it. I've thought about it. I don't know. In the past, I've asked you, how much do I take? Whatever. Go pack. Yeah. That answers all pack. those things. Are you first timer? That's get fine. Get a go pack. Just get a go pack. You and know I don't how much need any more. I've been doing it. You guys did 
it every day for years. Yeah. And then we got the go packs and I did it. I don't need, I do one a day yep. and it's, it's perfect. perfect. And you're I mean, right when I get in here and I feel better. Don't have to mix it with anything but water because yeah. it's already flavored for you. So yeah, that's, I'd say the, probably the thing that the biggest thing, right? The single yeah. biggest thing, but those Kava shots are great too. So go there, order something. Now he can roll the credits, All right? right? And that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Toxic and Problematic is brought to you by Mitra 9 Kratom and Kava. Visit mitra-9.com and use promo code PROBLEMATIC for 25% off your order. Thank you to Direct Computer Outlet in Mission, Kansas for making our Twitch stream possible. Music graciously provided by Kid Computer. Thanks. Talk to you soon.